We're on page Kufman Beis, 142, starting a new mimer today. Um, Shabbos Parshas Vayikra, with the help of Hashem. It's the Shabbos, the Parsha of Vayikra. Um, Parsha Zohar, that's an abbreviation of Parsha Zohar, Tafir Samaches, 5668. So this is the Shabbos of Parsha Zohar. You shall always remember what, has, what Amalek has did to you on your way out of leaving Egypt. That he attacked you and came and, and made waged war with the Jewish people. And it shall be when Hashem, your God, will um, cause that you should be rest from all your you should rest from all your enemies from around you. In the, in the land of Israel, which Hashem will give you, Hashem your God will give you a inheritance to a uh, portion to inherit. Shall surely wipe out the remembrance of a Malik. So this is the Parsha Zohar. Um, before Purim, which we remember, Haman is a descendant from Amalek, and we remember to wipe out the enemy of Amalek. So when when we inherit Eretz Yisrael, and we totally settle it, then we have this mitzvah of wiping out Amalek. You have to understand, what is the spiritual idea of the remembering of what Amalek has done? That which it says, you shall remember Amalek. Um, the mitzvah is the, the the what is the taich? What is the meaning over here that you should remember Amalek? That you should remember what Amalek has what Amalek did to us when we were leaving Egypt. He waged war with us, and that is a positive commandment. Mao inyan zu. What is the idea of this of this remembering this commandment to remember what Amalek did to us? And also, what is its effect in our soul? Meaning, what is the spiritual idea behind this in our service of Hashem within our self? Every mitzvah is eternal and even though today we don't know who is from the actual uh, children of Amalek from their descendants and therefore we can't fulfill this mitzvah anymore of wiping out Amalek but still it exists always every mitzvah exists eternally in a spiritual way in our spiritual service to Hashem so what is this idea of um, what is this idea of remembering what Amalek has done to us in our spiritual service of Hashem and also what is it mean? What does it mean to wipe out that, wipe out the enemy of Amalek in our spiritual service? And also, we have to understand Hashem. Why Hashem said, first, you have to wipe out all the. You have to have the the war with all the seven nations which were in Eretz at that time: the Kanaini, the Prizi, Kadmoni, all the, not the Kadmoni. Chiti, um, Chivi, Prizi, all the seven nations which were um, living in Eretz at that time, first wipe, first have the war with them and drive them out of Eretz Israel, and then afterwards, Hashem said, afterwards you have to wipe out Amalek. Only after Hashem has basically let you free from all your enemies which were inherit, which were living in the land of Israel, and you've settled it and you've driven driven those enemies out, then you shall wipe out the remembrance of Amalek, wipe out the enemy of Amalek. And the bottom it says, uh, Surely the war of Amalek, it was before all these other all these other nations. It was the first war the Jewish people encountered when they were leaving Egypt. And therefore, why did Hashem say in this mitzvah, in this commandment, Hashem was sort of say, left out, he pushed aside the wiping out of Amalek the total destruction of Amalek until after Hashem will basically 
well, we will be free from the seven nations which we're which we already have driven out of Eretz Yisrael. So if there was the first war where the Jewish people experienced when they left Egypt, why that seemingly they should be the first people we should destroy? Why are we first have to get all, all the seven nations from Eretz Yisrael? Then afterwards, only then we should have the mitzvah of um, obliterating Amalek. And in truth, surely it says in the verse, it's a, a, a war that Hashem has against Amalek from generation to generation. It's an eternal war. And therefore, why does it say only after Hashem will set you free from all of the seven nations living in Israel, from all your enemies from around you in Israel, then you should wipe out Amalek. So, and also, the, the verse also says, and also after you've settled the land of Israel, which Hashem is giving to you, then you should wipe out Amalek. So if this is an eternal war, Hashem always wants to wipe out Amalek. So why is it something which only you have to wait till after you drive out the seven nations of Israel? And also the second, there's another, there's another condition here. There's, a, there's two conditions here. One of them is after Hashem has let you free from all this, the seven nations, the enemies which are living in Israel, then you should wipe out Malik. That's one condition. And also only after you have t- basically settled the Eretz Yisrael and taken it as an inheritance, only then shall you wipe out Amalek. That's another question. Why do we have to wait till that second condition also, only after you settled Israel? We have to also understand what over here in this parsha, parsha Zohar, it says, um, it says, you should wipe out the remembrance of Amalek. And in the parsha of Shalach, this is the remembrance. It says it differently. It says, this is the remembrance. It says, I shall surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek. It says, for Hashem's hand is on the throne of Hashem, meaning his hand is lifted up in an oath, so to say, that he, Hashem swears he will wipe out a Malik, the war of Hashem against the Malik. This seemingly is two verses in the Torah which are contradicting each other. They're contradicting each other. Over here in our, in our um, verse, which we're speaking about in this mimer is based on, it says, you shall wipe out the remembrance of Malik. Malik. They seemingly the over here the the obligation is on the Jewish people to obliterate Amalek. And this is the positive commandment to cut off the descendants, the seed of Amalek, to totally destroy all of their seed, all of their descendants. But in the Parshabashalakhu the verse says, Ki it says, I shall surely obliterate, I shall surely wipe out. This is not a mitzvah commandment to the Jewish people. Hashem is saying, I shall wipe them out myself. Also, what it says further in that verse, it's a war of Hashem against the Malik. It's saying that Hashem is the one who is fighting against the Malik. So in order to understand all these questions, we first have to preface the, the, the spiritual source of the idea of this klipa, of, of a malik, this evil tuma, impurity, this klipa, which is a shell, meaning this impure power which Hashem has allowed to exist, which is the spiritual source of a malik, and also what it means in our soul, this spiritual klipa. Uh, shell which conceals the revelation of godliness and which is which is hindering us from our service of Hashem. So what is this idea, the source of this idea of the impurity of the shell of the clip of the Malik in the spirituality? 
which this, the source of the spiritual impurity of Amalek is even higher than the spiritual source of the seven nations which inherited Israel, which were in Israel. Like it says in the verse, the beginning of all the Goyim is Amalek, meaning that, he, that Amalek, the Klippa of Amalek is the beginning and higher than all the other Klippas of the seven nations of the the Kani, the Kanizi, Kadmoni, Chivi, Chiti, all these seven nations which are inherited to Israel. Reishis, the beginning of all of them and the higher than all of them is Amalek. And also the, when it says Reishis, the, the beginning, it also implies that it, Amalek is the source of all these other Klippas of the seven nations. <coughs> and the verse continues, it says, Reish is going Amalek. The beginning of all the nations is Amalek. And his end, the end of Amalek, is that he will be destroyed. That he has no hope. There is no uplifting. There is no fixing. There is no refining of the clip of Amalek. It has to be totally destroyed. Like it says, which means destruction. The seven nations which were in Eretzisol, even though the mitzvah says that the commandment is that we should not allow any of their souls to live from these seven nations which were living in Eretzisol when we came to uh, take possession of it. It says that you should not let any of them live. But nevertheless, there is, they do have a fixing and a refinement. We can refine them, we can uplift them. This is the idea that, that the spiritual idea of the Jewish people inheriting the, the land of the seven nations, that the land being given over to the Jewish people, like it says, and Hashem has given their land, the land of the seven nations, as an inheritance to the Jewish people. Inheritance to the to to Yisrael, to the Jewish people, his servant, Hashem's servant. That is the idea. The fact that we are taking possession of the land of the seven nations, the spiritual meaning of taking possession of that land is that we are uplifting it. We're refining that land and taking it out of its state of being affected by the impurity of those seven nations and uplifting it to be now in the possession of the Jewish people of the of holiness. So the fact that we are inheriting their land shows that we are uplifting that land which was which was infected by the tumba of those nations, the clip of those nations, and uplifting it. <clears throat> so therefore there is an idea of tikkun abiter, fixing uplifting of the seven nations. The simple meaning of this verse over here, Hashem will give their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to the Jewish people, his servant, the simple meaning over there of that verse is that is it is a inheritance from Abraham, our father, Amnam Ba'emes. However, in truth, he Yerusha shall But it's really it, in, in, it's not the Yerusha over here is not just saying. So, the truth is why why is the Eretz an inheritance to us because of Hashem promises to Avram, and therefore we have a automatic claim inheritance to inherit it from our forefather Avram. However, in truth, it is an inheritance, it's an inheritance that comes only through the refining of that land from the seven nations. Because even by Avram it says, it says a, the language says a, of inheritance. Even to Avram, Hashem said, I will give to this land to you in order to inherit it. So seemingly, if the inheritance is just from Avram, but then why is also Avram inheriting it? So the idea that if, even if Avram is inheriting it, what is he inheriting it from? So therefore, the inheritance must be that he's inheriting it from the Tuma of the Klippa of these seven nations which were possessing it at that time. Avol Amalek, however, Amalek is different than these seven nations which there is a possibility of fixing, of uplifting, of refining. However, Amalek ain't like bitter but He has no possibility of being refined and fixed at all. Ki'im timcha Amalek. Rather, we just have to wipe out the remembrance of Amalek. Mechia legamri, total obliteration of Amalek.
the Acharisa Yadi Oivet Chulu, like it says in the verse, that the, his end will be that he will be totally destroyed. So the general idea of this, what is this idea of having to totally destroy a Malik? No refining process possible within him. Whereas the seven nations, we are inheriting them, meaning through a refining them, uplifting them, that's what is possible with the seven nations. So why is that the difference between those two klipas? The klipas of the nations, the klipas of Malik. So the general idea of that is who design umes yidua the seven nations. It's known that their spiritual idea shein zayim mides rois connected zayim mides tekedusha. The seven nations are parallel to the seven, <coughs> the seven unholy, the seven evil uh, emotions, which are parallel, which are the opposite of the seven holy emotions. Tzelu mazel salakim, like the verse says that Hashem has made everything this opposite that, meaning everything in the unholy realm exists in the holy realm. Everything in the holy realm exists in the unholy realm. And just like there is a love to Hashem, there is also a love and a lust for physicality. Just like there is a fear of Hashem, which is a holy emotion, there is a fear from, uh, you know, fear or worry from other things in the world, being scared of anything else except for Hashem is an unholy fear. Just like there are seven emotions for holiness, like I just explained, there's also seven emotions that exist in the unholy realm. And these are hinted to in the dream of Pare that he had the seven um, fat and good cows that were eaten up by the seven, uh, the seven evil and skinny cows which are referring to these two types of seven emotions, the evil emotions and the, uh, the holy emotions. It's known that the, the seven holy emotions, holy emotions for Hashem, the birth of these emotions, because all emotions are given, are called birth because they're birthed from the intellect, from our contemplation. So the revelation of, and the birth of these emotions are from Bina, from, intellect, uh, from understanding, which the, the mind is made up of Chochmah Bina Das, Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, wisdom being the first initial flash of the intellect before you totally comprehend the idea, the concept in its full breadth and width. And Bina is now when you really have taken it into its, all its details and really understood it. So the birth of the emotions, the holy emotions through Bina. Shnikras Eim Habani, which is called the, the mother of children. Makaramidis, which the mother of children, meaning the children being the emotions. And uh, Bina is the mother of those emotions. Hagam Shamidis Hain Keach Miyuchod Kameshis Boy. Even though the emotions actually have their 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 own unique spiritual their own unique faculty their own unique power, like we're going to explain, meaning they have their own source, their own unique source, which is not from the intellect. They're even higher. Like we're going to explain later, the the source of the intellect, the emotions, is even higher than intellect. But their revelation of these emotions, how do you reveal them? How do you bring them to be felt in the heart? Is only through contemplation, through understanding the God, the greatness of Hashem. And so too, the un, seven unholy emotions, the evil emotions, are also drawn down from bina of the understanding of klipa, though of the unholy realm. Even though the seven unholy emotions, their main, their main existence is just their their natural, meaning they don't need any contemplation to arouse them. A person lusts after physicality and is afraid of of you know for his life or afraid for you know losing his parnasa. These unholy emotions, they're just natural and you know ingrained into our human side of our. Selfs. It's not something which we need to contemplate on to arouse. We just see something good and we want. We lust after. We want it. We desire it. So these, even though these seven unholy emotions, the main um, essence of them is that they're na- they're natural. 
just like the seven holy emotions, which they're mainly based on intellectual emotions. They don't, they're not natural. They don't, you don't just naturally uh, have like a, a natural human drive to holiness. You do it within your uh, holy, your godly soul, but that godly soul is being covered up by the animal soul. So therefore, you don't have a natural human natural ingrained in your human body, a natural drive to holiness. They're just intellectual emotions. You have to use your intellect to activate those holy emotions. Um, just like the seven holy emotions, which they're mainly intellectual, nevertheless, they have their own source, their own root, their own unique root, above, even above intellect. That's why we see that it's a possibility that there should be a, a growth and expansive, expansive expansion of the emotions even more than the intellectual source of the emotions which gave birth to them. explained in another place. How do you see that the, the emotions have a source, their own unique source, which is even higher than intellect? Because the, you might have thought about something which aroused these emotions, but all of a sudden you see that the emotions are so intense. You're like, how, how did this intellectual, how did my contemplation, my thoughts arouse such intense emotions? That they, my, whatever I thought about wasn't so intense, wasn't as, it didn't obligate such an intense emotions. So therefore you see that the, it must be that the emotions have an even higher source than the intellect, and that's why they're from, from that high source, they're getting that intensity. So just like um, just like the seven emotions of holy emotions, they're mainly intellectual emotions, but nevertheless, they have a source which is even higher than intellect, and that's why we see that sometimes they can become more intense than the intellectual the intellectual contemplation which aroused them. So too, in the seven unholy emotions, which they're mainly natural, ingrained in our human nature, they're nevertheless drawn down from the bina, from the understanding of klipa, meaning just like the holy emotions, they have a higher source than intellect, so too, the unholy emotions, even though we say, oh, they're just natural, ingrained in our human selves, but just like the holy emotions have a higher source, so too, the unholy emotions have a higher source, which that higher source is in bina, understanding of klipa. The haraya and the, tr- the proof for this haraya shvira hoisu b'shem sag The shattering of the vessels, so we said we spoke about in the previous time from the world of Teu, where there was too intense a revelation of godliness, which was too much for the, the limited vessels in that world to contain, caused the shattering of those vessels. So even though the shattering of the vessels was in the spiritual name of Hashem, which is called shem sag, the name of Hashem, which when you spell it out in the yud kevavke, it comes to the numerical gematria, the numerical covenant of sixty-three. Which that's the name of Hashem, which relates to the world of Tayu. Shazel Bchinas Bina, which is the level of Bina of the world of Tayu. The E, so that's the, the the proof is that the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayu was in the Shem Sag, which is the Bina of Tayu. The E, we're on the next page now, Kufim Gimel. Even though the Ma She Nofal Bishvira, Hain Hazayim Malachim, even though that which, that which fell in the shattering of the vessels is from the is the seven kings of the world of Tayu, which is meaning the seven emotions. And they're called kings because the emotions of Tayo are very intense, just like a king has this intensity and the strength to him. But nevertheless, the shattering of the vessels, the shattering of the, of the world of Tayo happened in the Shem Sag, which is Bina of Tayo. Like it says in Eitzchayim, from Rabchaim Vital, in the beginning, in the gateway of Klolim, of the, of the general, general rules, Biskalas Firis Tayo. Regarding the revelation of the spheres of Tayyu, that these seven emotive attributes of Tayyu, the seven kings of Tayyu, were included, absorbed within Bina of Tayyu. And from that Bina of Tayyu, they were drawn down and they were revealed. And that's why 
the draw, the drawing down, the revelation of the seven unholy emotions, uh, is from the level of bina of klipa, because like we just said, that the source of the seven unholy emotions of the world of Tayu, which the shattering of the vessels happened there, meaning that there was these are the unholy emotions which were too intense, they are drawn down from bina of Tayu. So we have a proof from Kabbalah that. The source of the unholy emotions, even though we see seemingly that there is no source in intellect, they're just natural, ingrained in our human nature, our instincts. But they do have a source in the level of bina of the world of Torah, just like the seven in the world of, in the level of bina of klipa, just like the seven the source of these seven unholy emotions or the seven kings of Toyu, Their source is from the level of bina of Toyu. From bina, they were totally absorbed and in that source, and they were drawn down and revealed from that level of bina of Toyu. I'll stop there. Three lines from the top of our four lines on the top of page Kufmim Gimel 143.